Today's episode is brought to you by Bet Online. Bet Online has you covered this season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before. Bet Online, where the game starts. With the first pick in this year's NHL draft, the New Jersey Devils are proud to select, or should it be the New Jersey Devils? What do I mean by that? Well, we have a lot to talk about in this episode because Tom Fitzgerald has revealed something big that can help shapeshift our organization. We have a lot to break down in today's episode before the draft lottery takes place tonight, so buckle up. Your Locked On Devils, your daily podcast on the New Jersey Devils, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hi, this is Bryce Salvador, and you're Locked On Devils with Trey Matthews. Alrighty now, what is up, New Jersey? Welcome back to the Locked On Devils podcast here on the Locked On Network. I'm your host, College Hockey play-by-play announcer and also Devils writer for Pucks and Pitchforks, Trey Matthews. Okay, listen, I know originally my plan was to sit down and analyze exit meeting interviews for the New Jersey Devils, but obviously things have been hectic the last few days in terms of Devils news. I had to discuss Nico Heizer's controversial comments about the coaching staff last week. In addition to that, I also had to talk about my overall stance in terms of Lindy Ruff continuing his head coaching duties. And then obviously the big one was talking about the firing of Mark Radke and also Alain Nazardine. Well, technically Nazardine wasn't fired but you get the point. I also had a fun crossover episode with Jersey Joe and Twitter legend, the Brat Pack in the previous episode. Yes, I'll start calling Jesper Brat, Jesper Brat. That's my summer resolution. I told the Brat Pack that in the previous one. So if you haven't checked that out, please do so. But the point is, is that things are moving despite the playoffs going on because it's the off season for the Devils technically. And this week will be no exception because at the time of recording, the NHL draft lottery is tomorrow. And I also expect uh, to make a live episode at the conclusion of tomorrow's draft lottery with Jersey Joe appearing once again because we want to give our live reactions because the Devils can either have the first overall pick or maybe the 15th overall pick, God forbid, but we'll talk about that later in the episode. But speaking of the draft lottery, we need to discuss the overall plan for the New Jersey Devils because Tom Fitzgerald revealed a compelling statement in regards to their first round draft pick and what they might plan to do with it, and I'm all for it. But like I said, I'll discuss that a little later in the episode. But before we talk about the draft pick, I want to discuss the Barry Trotz situation because this news sent shockwaves around the NHL world. So for anyone who is living under a rock and hasn't heard by now, Barry Trotz was fired by the New York Islanders because, well, nobody really knows the reason, which is why it's such a controversial decision made by the man, the myth, the legend, uh, Lou Lamorello, so former Devils GM. Now, here's the thing that I want to ask because I've been seeing this make its way around Devils Twitter. Should the Devils consider hiring him? So I won't talk too much about it because there's more important things to discuss in terms of the draft lottery, but I'll talk about it just a little bit and just scrape the surface. So I won't give my opinion as to whether or not the Devils should hire Barry Trotz, but I will say I was very shocked to hear the news that Trotz was fired by the New York Islanders. It doesn't really make any sense because uh, they they missed the playoffs for the first time in, what, his four years being the head coach for the New York Islanders. So uh, I'm a little confused just like you are. I don't really know what their overall mindset is. But if you guys recall, Lou Lamorello did the same thing during his tenure as general manager for the New Jersey Devils, which is he plays musical chairs with coaching staff. So uh, if if a coach wasn't really performing up to par, Lou Lamorello uh, had 
no problem relieving that coach of their duties. And that definitely sent questions around the NHL world. Like, what is Lou Lamorello doing? Like, why is he jumping the gun? So overall, it's just like, I, I really don't want to adopt that same mindset uh, especially since Tom Fitzgerald is the general manager now for New Jersey Devils, having been the general manager for the past few years. I think I like Fitzgerald's overall mindset of just trying to have more stability because in, in a series of episodes last week, I talked about why Lindy Ruff's job security is safe for the most part. And yes, he'll be held to a much tighter leash. But at the same time, it's just like Lou Lamorello, like I just mentioned, had a history of firing head coaches willy-nilly like he had no problem doing so so my thing is like we have a young uh core developing in Jesper Bratt, Jack Hughes, Nico Heischer we got a few others who are also developing so I really don't want the overall voice of the locker room to be changing uh like musical chairs is the best example that I can think of because it's just like that's not really good for development and I feel like Lindy Ruff has done a pretty decent job in developing some of our young guys and also other players in that matter because despite Pavel Zaka struggling he still had one of his better offensive seasons since being in the league PK Subban has shown improvement and you know I'm just thinking of in regards to that, because it's just like, you know, despite some players not really getting as much recognition as they deserve, you still see the improvement. And I feel as though Lindy Ruff has definitely played a factor in that. So I really don't think uh, the devil should really be too, how would I say it, trigger happy when it turn when it comes to just trying to find a new head coach. I feel like Lindy Ruff is here to stay, and I hate to break the hearts of many, but Barry Trotz is not coming to New Jersey. I will definitely do a full-fledged episode and give you guys my more in-depth opinion as to whether or not the devil should could try to pursue him, but I can say with full-blown confidence that I don't think Barry Trotz is going to come to New Jersey Devils. I don't think it's going to happen, but his resume de- definitely does speak for itself because he won the Stanley Cup Finals with the Washington Capitals just a few years ago. So uh, I-, I definitely think he's going to get a job, but I don't think he wants to come to the New Jersey Devils. I just don't think it's going to happen. And let's not get too greedy here. Let's not adopt the same mentality that Lou Lamorello had a few years ago, which is just move on from coach to coach to coach and just have no regards to human life in terms of our development. But uh, I, I just feel as though we have a good thing going right now. We have some sort of direction. So let's just slowly try to pace ourselves. Let's not try to be, uh, you know, hurried to the finish line. Let's just try to take our time and have an overall plan. Now, I might be a hypocrite a little later in this episode because uh, I'm going to talk about the NHL draft lottery and I'm also going to be talking about Uh, some comments that Tom Fitzgerald has made in terms of his overall plan of how to use the New Jersey Devils' first round pick in this year's NHL draft. But before we continue, I want to give you guys the first live read this morning and it comes from our friends at BetOnline. So our partners at BetOnline continue to be the number one source for all your betting needs and sports info. Find all the latest odds, news, and sports developments, including this year's basketball playoffs, NHL playoffs, MLB scores, fights, and even next year's NFL futures. BetOnline is your continued source for all your sport wagering information from live betting to playoffs, esports, and more. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends in action. BetOnline, where the game starts. Please remember to gamble responsibly and visit our friends at Locked On Bets for all your betting needs there as well. And now, the second live read comes from our friends at Built Bar. So, summer is coming, and with summer, you're going to need some food on the go. Built Bars are the perfect snack to take with you on family vacations. Throw them in your bag, in your kids' backpacks. Make sure that everyone has a bar so you are fueled for your summer adventures. 
The best part about Built Bar is they're healthy and delicious. No more sacrificing delicious food for health. With Built Bar, you can have both, and it's easy. And all you have to do is go to Built.com and order now. All Built Bars and Puffs are covered in 100% real chocolate. That means with Built Bar, you can eat healthy and actually enjoy doing so. Have you ever tried the Puffs? Well, I'm going to get you hip to them. They are delicious, and they have so many crazy flavors like banana cream pie and even churro. Who doesn't want a protein bar that tastes like a churro? And they're only 140 calories, so I'm going to sign you up alongside with myself. So if that's not enough flavor for you, then you might want to get a mix box where mix box comes with 12 flavors of built bars and puffs. Built bars make sure that there's something for everyone. So you know what my favorite flavor is? Well I love a good churro. So most built bars contain 130 calories, four grams of sugar, four net carbs, and 17 grams of protein. Compare that with a candy bar and the difference is night and day. So go to built.com and get all your favorites banana cream pie, raspberry, double chocolate, and so many more. They are all delicious and new flavors are coming out all the time check them out at built.com so the offer is go to built.com use promo code locked 15 and you'll get 15% off your order again use promo code locked 15 for 15% off at built.com okay so let's talk about the New Jersey Devils' overall plan in this year's NHL draft with the draft lottery being I guess tonight when this episode goes live so uh the overall question is should the New Jersey Devils trade their first round draft pick. Now, this question comes into light because according to the score NHL and also Yard Barker, Tom Fitzgerald has revealed that he is open to trading the first round draft pick for the New Jersey Devils. And I'm sure a lot of people are going to be giving him puzzling looks. I know a lot of people, including my colleagues at Locked On, do not agree with that stance. And they're just thinking that the New Jersey Devils are just drunk with power, whatever the case might be. But I'm going to explain momentarily why I agree with Tom Fitzgerald in terms of just trying to trade for maybe an established player that can help shapeshift our organization. So here's the thing. If you don't follow the New Jersey Devils all that closely, or if you're just a casual hockey fan, you probably don't realize the amount of potential that's on the New Jersey Devils roster. So here's what I'm going to explain. So I tried to explain this to my colleagues saying that the New Jersey Devils were just plagued with injuries, COVID, and they were just like, yeah, uh, what team didn't face that? But at the same time, it's just like, I want everyone to possibly like look into the advanced analytics for once, which is look at the amount of times that Nico Heischer, Jack Hughes, Mackenzie Blackwood, Jesper Bratt, look at the amount of times that they've played on the same rink together. It would probably wouldn't be that many games because I remember talking about it uh, during the first half of the year because it was like 20 or something games. And I was just like, look, the New Jersey Devils just for the most part, they can never keep their players on the same uh, rank for a great amount of time because Nico Heischer was out for an extended period of time last year and Mackenzie Blackwood out uh, for an extended amount of time this year. Jack Hughes, obviously. Jesper Brad just seems like people just don't give him the amount of attention that he deserves. So I feel like on paper, we have our established big three, our established big baby three. So we got Nico Heischer, our captain. You got Jack Hughes. He was an all-star this past year. And then you got uh, Jesper Brad who but quite honestly, is one of the more underrated players in the entire NHL. So uh, if he's able to just continue his development, then he'll be an all-star similar to Nico Heischer and also Jack Hughes in no time. So I feel as though in terms of just trying to have our young core, I feel as though we have that. And I feel as though the reason why the New Jersey Devils weren't really big on trading their first round draft pick in last year's NHL draft when they had the fourth overall selection is just because Think about it. Luke Hughes was projected to get drafted by us. I feel as though if Luke Hughes was still somewhat of a lock to go number one, I feel as though the New Jersey Devils would have been a lot more serious about possibly shopping that fourth overall pick to maybe get an established player. And then obviously we were rumored to get Dougie Hamilton and we ended up landing him. So 
I feel as though the New Jersey Devils this time around, I don't feel as though we need to use the draft to try to help shape shift our organization because I feel as though we have a great amount of talent because look what Utica is doing right now. They're one of the best AHL teams. They got off to the best start, I believe, in their franchise history. They're in the playoffs. They're trying to compete for the Calder Cup. So overall, I just feel as though with our AHL program, the amount of talent that we have coming overseas, especially with Shakir Mukamadoulin, who recently just obtained his visa and reported to Utica comments, that's uh, another big body that can possibly help with our Sasquatch squad or something like that. I, I, I've been telling uh, Ryan Gray's fan page and also Jersey Joe, there's got to be an easier way to say that because that's a mouthful but digressing a little bit you get what I'm getting at which is there's a lot of talent down there so we got Alexander Holtz who's tearing it up for Utica right now then you got someone like Luke Hughes who's tearing it up in college and will return to the University of Michigan to compete in at least one more season so ultimately I just feel as though the amount of talent especially young talent is there for the New Jersey Devils and we're already the youngest team in the NHL it doesn't really make much sense for us to just draft another young player now there is a slight chance that the New Jersey Devils could get the first overall pick so the New Jersey Devils right now are projected to maybe have an 8.5 percent odd of landing the first overall pick so if we do land the first overall pick then maybe Maybe that changes just a little bit because according to reports, Shane Wright is projected to be the first overall selected in this year's NHL draft. But I am going to make somewhat of a controversial statement. And I get that a lot of people are going to be coming at me in the comment section. And I get that a lot of people might hit me up on Twitter. But I just feel as though drafting Shane Wright does not guarantee a shape shift of our overall organization overnight. Uh, compared to some NHL players. Now, here's the thing. I was reading the reports, and they said that if the New Jersey Devils land the first overall pick, then that that person can possibly help us uh, change our organization in a short amount of time, which is comparable to maybe trading away the pick if we had the fifth or fourth or third overall pick to possibly get an already established NHL player. I hope I'm making sense, but you get what I mean that uh, possibly drafting a first overall Shane Wright will be the equivalent of trading uh, for an established player if we don't land the first overall pick. Now, here's the thing. Shane Wright is a very good player. This past season, while playing in the OHL, he appeared in 63 games. He had 32 goals, 62 assists for a grand total of 94 points. His plus minus was an impressive plus 23, but I just feel as though because Shane Wright is a center. So here's where I'm getting at. I just listed our baby big three in Jack Hughes, Nico Heischer, and also Jesper Bratt, which is, you know, the, those are guys who are possibly going to be the established players to rebuild around and just try to take our team to the next level. But the thing about Jack Hughes, he's a center. Nico Heischer is a center, can also play winger. Jesper Bratt, naturally a winger, but he could play center because if you guys recall last year when Nico Heischer was out for an extended period of time, uh, Bratt was uh, put into the center position and he was actually doing fairly decent. And I feel as though that season was what helped uh, just turn around Jesper Bratt in terms of his overall development and took his game to, to another level. So I feel as though with those three guys, you already got Jack Hughes, you already got Nico Heischer, you already got Jesper Bratt. Why do you need to draft another center? It doesn't really make much sense, especially since we're supposed to be getting an offensive, defensive type of player in Luke Hughes. And then obviously you got Alexander Holtz, who is a sniper down there. You got Dawson Mercer. You got so many other players 
who could potentially play the center position for the New Jersey Devils. I feel as though drafting Shane Wright does not make sense because if you guys recall, the reason why I say that, you know, it's better to not get the first overall draft pick unless you're in like desperation mode and you just need all the talent you could potentially get is because the New Jersey Devils would be kind of forced to draft Shane Wright because according to reports, he's projected to be the first overall pick. So when you have the first overall pick, usually you're forced to draft a player just based on their talent and not your team's needs. Because I felt as though last year the team needed some more help on the Blues uh, line kind of things. And uh, we were able to get Luke Hughes. So Luke Hughes, you know, it could have been nepotism just a little bit. But at the same time, he was a good player and he was one of the best players available to pick up. And I feel as though that's a good fit. But I feel as though for Shane Wright, yes, he's a good player. I'm not denying that. I'm not saying that. Uh, he, he wouldn't make an impact for New Jersey Devils, but is it what we necessarily need? I don't personally think so. What we need is goaltending, and what we need also is just some more help on the defensive side of things because Dougie Hamilton didn't have a good season. Ty Smith is kind of a wild card, and Jonas Siegenthaler, he provides little to nothing on the offensive side of things despite being consistent on, well, you know, I guess his job is to play defense, but still, uh, Jonas Siegenthaler doesn't provide any uh, assistance on on the O side of things, and uh, despite being very consistent defensively. So overall, I just feel as though uh, drafting Shane Wright just would not be the perfect fit for the New Jersey Devils, and I feel as though if the Devils do get the first overall selection in the draft lottery, if the hockey gods are good to us, then I really think the New Jersey Devils should consider uh, uh, trading that away because I feel as though the higher the draft pick, then the higher likelihood of us getting an established player that can help shapeshift our organization and take us to the next level and we can finally be that wild card dark horse team come next season. So basically what I was just trying to say in the previous segment was that the New Jersey Devils were not too far behind the rebuild ladder as people are projecting us to be, especially with some of our talent that's already at the NHL level, some of our talent that comes overseas, college, AHL, whatever the case might be. We do have a lot of talent, and I feel as though if we're able to stay healthy and just have that consistent voice in the locker room, that I feel as though uh, we can definitely go to a much better place because we got our established young, young core in Nico Heischer, Jesper Bratt, and Jack Hughes. Then we got Dougie Hamilton, who just trying to get his name back into the running for the Norris Trophy because I know he missed a significant amount of time due to that facial fracture and he was never the same and hopefully uh, he can rebound come next year. I'm betting on that but uh, a player that I'm a little less confident in is Ty Smith and obviously uh, P.K. Subban is going to walk in free agency because the Devils uh, have said that they're not really uh, willing to bring him back but it's not just those guys so uh, Pavel Zaka is the most likely piece to be dealt away come this offseason. And then you got Damon Severson, Mackenzie Blackwood, Jimmy VC, uh, Mason Gearston, John Gillies, and Andrew Hammond, who uh, are also projected to leave the New Jersey Devils. So you got Damon Severson, Mackenzie Blackwood could be dealt away in some sort of trade. Then Jimmy VC, uh, I think the Devils will try to resign him. Gearston, I think, will let walk. And then uh, John Gillies and Andrew Hammond uh, stay far, 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 far away from a net uh, in New Jersey. Please do us all a favor. So the Devils have a good chunk of cap space available with 15 players under contract for next season. So uh, if we're able to ship a few players out, then it could potentially help 
uh, just our chances of just, like I said so many times already this episode, of going to the next level. So here's what Tom Fitzgerald had to say in regards to possibly trading our first-round draft pick. He said, I said this two draft nights ago when we had three first-round picks. I'm open to whatever can help our team improve. I'm not going to hide behind or tiptoeing around it. We need another NHL goalie to challenge and be able to play lots of games. I don't know who that is. And he also added in regards to the franchise uh, bringing in a player that could help impact the results that the Devils are looking for. He said, absolutely. So you know Tom Fitzgerald is all on board with possibly trading our first round draft pick in order to help with our development. So like I said, I fully agree with the idea of trading our first round draft pick. I know it might not be the most popular opinion outside of the Devils faithful, but I think we can all agree we have a lot of talent on this roster and I feel as though it's time for us to get the results now because last time we appeared in the playoffs uh, was 2018 and we got gentlemen swept by the Tampa Bay Lightning. We lost in five games. The last time we made a deep playoff run was when we lost to the uh, LA Kings back in 2012 in the Stanley Cup Finals. So uh, the inconsistency has been showing throughout the entirety of this organization. And I feel as though now is the time to just step forward because I don't think the Devils are going to get too many better opportunities than this, which is, you know, we have a few established players who are definitely hot. So you want to ride that hot hand as long as you can. We have a few already established players on our roster, including someone like Dougie Hamilton. And then we have a few up and coming players and Alexander Holt and Luke Hughes are projected to be uh, the hottest commodities for the New Jersey Devils uh, in the future. And then Shakir Mukamadoulin, I talked about him being the next Big Z. Could he be just as good as Chara? Well, I say his floor right now is Siegenthaler, and his ceiling is Chara. So hopefully uh, Shakir Mukamadoulin just keeps adding weight because I, I think I touched on this early on in the season when I said that he gained 20 pounds going into uh, his, uh, his year overseas. So I said that that's good for Shakir. He just needs to continue to do so. But Overall, you get where I'm getting at, which is the Devils have a lot of talent, and I feel as though our future is bright, and I feel as though now is the time to strike when the iron is hot, which is we're going to have a good uh, first-round draft pick. Please, hockey guides, give us a top-five draft pick. I, I previously stated this uh, early on in the episode, but the Devils hold the fifth-best odds, 8.5% of landing the number one overall selection at Tuesday's 2022 draft lottery, and According to reports, it's not clear if the Devils would still be open to moving that selection if they actually win the first overall pick, but that's just something to keep in mind, and that's just something to uh, plant inside your guys' heads because I feel as though the Devils, uh, the higher the draft pick, then just the better established player that we could potentially get for our organization, whereas if we just completely are out of luck and we end up getting, I don't know, like the 10th or the 15th overall pick, then we're not really going to get much for that draft pick in my opinion. So my thing is like the higher the draft pick, I know it looks good on paper, but I think that trade needs to be made. So let me know what you guys think. Do you agree with my overall assessment? Do you agree with the report saying that the New Jersey Devils should trade their first round draft pick in this year's NHL draft? Or should we just stick to it and possibly get the first overall pick and draft someone like Shane Wright? I gave you guys my overall thoughts. I'm curious to hear your guys' thoughts. So leave a comment down below. Hit me up on my personal Twitter page at TreyMatt4 or the show's Twitter page at LockedOnDevils. 
and give me your guys your thoughts and by the way i'm less than 30 subscribers away from 200 so if i reach 200 in a short amount of time I might, I'm just putting this out there. I might do another giveaway. So just putting that out there. But as for today's episode, that's all the time I have for you guys. So continue to stay safe. Have a wonderful day, New Jersey. Go Devils. And I will catch you guys in the next episode. Thanks for listening once again.